This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Saturday night get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jody Mac coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. I know, football-heavy show, but yeah, I want to be able to mix it up a little bit, do some other stuff including baseball, even though there's no baseball being played right now. and We don't know when it is eventually going to be played. That's one of the things I'm going to talk about with my guest, my next guest, and also about the upcoming Hall of Fame announcement. Uh, MLB columnist contributing these days for the New York Times. You catch him from time to time hosting on Sirius XM's MLB Network Radio. My bud from the left coast, Scott Miller, joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, Happy New Year. Hope all is well with you and all the Millers. Oh, great out here on that left coast. Jody, thank you, and I uh, hope the same for you. Happy New Year. Yes, uh, being the masochist that I am, we're dealing with some freezing temperatures up here in the Northeast. What was the weather today in San Diego? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's high 60. 68, 69 <laughs> was the high today. Uh, but, you know, we've had a cold snap. It hit, it hit 70. I want to say last week one day, and it was the first 70-degree day we've had since November 29th. So we had like seven weeks or whatever it was, seven or eight weeks, which was the longest stretch in San Diego in about eight or nine years, uh, six or eight weeks between 70-degree temperatures. So in other words, it's for here, Jody, it's been a chilly. It's been chilly. chilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my heart, my heart is bleeding for you, big guy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about some other cold effect, which is the negotiations between the uh, two parties in the upcoming MLB CBA, the players and, of course, the owners. Uh, apparently, they've got a next meeting scheduled for Monday coming up with a union counter proposal. The owners gave their proposal a couple of Thursdays back on the 13th, but at least the reporting that I've heard and the rumors that I've heard didn't come near close enough for the players to be interested. So their proposal is probably going to be quite different than the one the owners put on the table, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What we need, Jody, is we need somebody to ratchet up the urgency in these talks. Um, because, as you said, the owners, whatever the timetable you just listed, the owners made a proposal to the players the players, it took them about 10 days, 10 or 12 days to get back to the owners. And, I mean, I know these things are complicated. A proposal comes in. It's not like you, you, you have a counter ready in two hours. You need to have your lawyers go over it. You need to double-check some things. And But, you know, come on. It took 10 or 12 days to get back to the owners. So 
that shows you uh, right now that there's not nearly the urgency that there could be or, frankly, at this time of the year should be, given that spring training is scheduled to start in about a month. So one thing I like about the upcoming uh, reports of these meetings this week, uh, the players and owners negotiating committees uh, on each side, it's going to be a face-to-face meeting in New York on Monday. I think that's at least, while it's not urgent yet, even if it should be, as I say, but it's at least a step or two forward in that, you know, they've been meeting on Zoom. They haven't met face-to-face since that quick and short meeting in Dallas on December 1st when they didn't, that was the deadline of the old CBA. And then the owners pulled the lockout card. Uh, So that it's been since then that there even been a face-to-face meeting. So face-to-face is always way better than Zoom, especially on issues this complicated uh, so they're meeting face to face Monday. Uh, now let's maybe somebody can lock the door behind them and not let either side out until the deal's done. As you mentioned, we're uh, right around one month before the first spring training game is supposed to be played. And I don't know if that's urgency enough yet, but maybe we'll see a little movement with this. Um, I heard that the players were not happy because the owners did not talk at all about changing in free agency and or adjusting the luxury tax, which are two things you can be guaranteed will be in the players' proposal this week. I didn't see anything about the universal DH, and that's one of the negotiating things that truly intrigues me. And it seems to me like neither side wants to say, yeah, we want this. They both want to lean toward, well, the other side wants it. Now baseball wants it, so we'll look at that as a chip that we're giving up. And the owners seem to say, oh, no, 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 you think you're going to get something? We're giving you more jobs, more designated interpositions. No, that's a plus for you. Could this thing, like, blow up the universal DH, which most people considered a given the next time there's a CBA? Yeah, I think it's going to end up being a done deal, but you're right. That's it, it, it's it's funny. I mean, it's always like the old Watergate principle, right? Which was follow the money. The the investigators, you know, Woodward Bernstein, that whole thing. It was always follow the money, follow the money, and that's so true in all events of, in life. So, I think fans look at the game and they say, okay, the universal DH, expanded playoffs. You know, the, these are some key issues, and they are, but. The, the universal DH and some of the rules of the game to try to make it speed up, you know, less dead time, speed it up a little bit. These are all more ancillary issues as opposed to the quote unquote core economic issues that we keep hearing about that, that they haven't really gotten into either. So I, I do think we're going to see the universal DH, but, but that's that issue is on the more back end of the negotiations. They've got to figure out the financial stuff first. The, as you said, the free agency, the luxury tax, basically, I think there's a contingent of owners that understand if free agency is forever changed because of analytics and free agents, unless you're a superstar like Max Scherzer, Manny Machado, the rest of them, once you turn 30, Nobody's going to be beating down your door and give you a long-term big-dollar contract because analytics is proof says once you turn 30, it's a downhill toboggan ride from there. So I think basically there's a group, there's some owners that understand if free agency is forever changed, 
yeah, we probably have to funnel some of that money to players when they're younger so that they can make a little bit more money when they enter the league if they're not going to make it on the back end. But that's where it gets all complicated with luxury tax and, you know, arbitration. What's the cutoff for arbitration going to be? And, you know, but you're, you know, the owners aren't going to want a lower free agency to five years from six because part of them, the, the worry is, um, you know, especially the smaller market clubs, it's hard to hang on to their superstars. And if, if you get a, I mean, I don't, let's, Fernando Tetis Jr., let's say, granted, the Padres just signed him. Uh, to an incredible 14-year, $330 million deal. So, but, but let's say they didn't. A player like him with a smaller market team, you know, those smaller market teams aren't going to want to sign off on, okay, free agency after five years instead of six because a guy comes up like a Fernando Tatis Jr., somebody like that, you know, there's a chance he might only have him for five years before he can become a free agent. So that, that that's that's all part of this core economic issues we keep hearing about, and it's it's significant for both sides. Scotty Miller, uh, MLB columnist, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Right, one last CBA question, and we'll move on. Uh, Rob Manfred is taking grief all over the place. A lot of people calling him an ineffectual commissioner. Uh, I've been more of a defender than a detractor, uh, but he has made his fair share of mistakes. But one thing he's been good at, even before he was a commissioner, when he was under the previous commissioner, were CBA negotiations. And we'll see how this one goes. But people are just uh, applying all his other mishaps to what's going to happen here in the CBA. And I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Who's handling it on the other? Is it all Tony Clark? I know when they get in the room, it's probably 10 guys on each side. But there's got to be a lead dog on each side of the table. Is it Tony Clark? Does he have a uh, a wingman that is as important as he is? How is the player side determined in these negotiations? Yeah, um, the players union hired a, a lawyer in labor, labor lawyer named Bruce Meyer. I believe it was in 2018. Um, they hired him a few years ago and, 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 and basically it was because it was in reaction to that last CBA that got signed after the 2016 season. And it was almost immediately before when all kinds of people realized the players got schooled by the owners in that CBA and they lost ground in economics, uh, and other things. Uh, and one example of that is, the, the average salary last year declined from the previous 162-game season. I'm not talking about, you know, the prorated 2020-60 game season, but the average salary declined in Major League Baseball last year, and it's gone down since in, over the last four or five years. The average salary has gone down. That's the first time that's happened since the Players' Union started in the early 70s. So that alone is enough to send the players into histrionics. So what they did – is like I say, back in 2018, they, they realized we made some mistakes in this last negotiation. We need some help and we need an expert and we need a pit bull. And that's Bruce Meyer. So Tony Clark is the, is the leader of the players union, but you know, obviously he played and had a very good playing career, but he doesn't have a law degree in some of the legalities. He's, you know, that's not his strength. His strength is understanding the players and what they want and where they're at. So Tony is in the room with him is Bruce Meyer, who is uh, the pit bull labor lawyer um, who has already agitated many owners with uh, 
you know, his, uh, some of his thinking. So that's, you know, that, that was kind of the arms build up leading to this negotiation on the player's side, on the owners, there's Manfred and then his chief Lieutenant that's, that's involved in the day to day. One of his assistants in the commissioner's office is, is a younger man named Dan Halo. All right, so we've got a couple of young guys trying to change the direction of yep. this. We'll see if it actually works uh, because we've got a season to have, and I'm not sure we're going to be able to pull that off. We're talking to uh, Scotty Miller here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, coming up this week, we will have the result of the latest Hall of Fame balloting. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau does a really nice job putting out his Hall of Fame vote tracker that you uh, can see. Uh, follow him on Twitter at NotMrTibbs. Uh, there's about 44% of the vote that seems to be in, 165 out of 100, uh, 392 ballots. The only three guys who, as of right now, would qualify with the 75% are David Ortiz, uh, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens. And Clemens and Bonds are right near that 75% mark. Bonds at 77, Clemens at 76. We knew coming in it was going to be a close vote. They'd gotten close before but not made it. Tenth and final year. There's a turnover in the Hall of Fame voters each and every single year. What do you make of those that are in as of right now that have the percentage, even though we're still only we're still under fifty percent of the votes having been tabulated? Yeah, I think what's going to happen. My own personal feeling, and this is uh, you know, especially from watching the way the votes have gone in the last several years, uh, Jody is. I, I think Bonds and Clemens don't make it. Like you said, they're 77. They're barely hanging on right now, and there's still a lot of vote to come in. And, and I think a lot of the um, votes that are not made public yet are, are votes that are anti-steroid that don't have uh, those guys on their ballot. So I, I think they're going to fall. Uh, the interesting guy is going to be David Ortiz. I think my prediction is, that the Baseball Writers Association will do one of two things. It will either elect only David Ortiz on this year's ballot, or it will throw a shutout. Um, Ortiz, obviously, is interesting because of the whole, uh, you know, test back that when it was, when baseball was before the rules were in for, were, were implemented against steroids. Uh, you know, the, 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 kind of the practice test run they yep. did in 2003 where they tested guys and it was supposed to all be anonymous and locked away. And they said, okay, if an X percentage of players test positive for steroids, that means we have an issue and we're going to implement rules next year, which is what they did. And then Oh three, those tests, they should have been destroyed to, to uh, ensure anonymity. They weren't. And then some stuff leaked and, you know, Ortiz's was as controversial as anything because it leaked that he tested positive in that sampling in 03. He went on the offensive and said, I did not. There was a mistake. And he called a press conference. And even Rob Manford's on record as saying that shouldn't count against him. So, you know, that's a whole gray area, as almost everything is in today's steroid landscape. So I don't know how many people are going to hold that against Ortiz. I mean, you take away that, obviously, Ortiz should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, We'll see what happens there. I think Ortiz is going to get elected, and I think he'll be the only one. The next closest one is Scotty Rowland at 69% and change. And I watched Scott Rowland play a lot of his career in Philadelphia, one of the best fielding third basemen I'd ever seen. Uh, had some very good postseason uh, series and was a really good all-around player. 
I don't think of him a Hall of Famer. Do you? You know, I did vote for him in the past. Um, and by the way, I, I, um, my ballot is in. I haven't made it public yet. I always do make it public, uh, but I haven't yet, so I can't. I, I don't want to say how I okay, did this. Okay, you're going to hold out till uh, you can do your column. I get it. I completely understand. Just look at your overall opinions. <laughs> um, but without saying what I did this year, uh, yes, a clue. If you look at my ballot last year, I did vote for Roland. I hear what you're saying about um, about him, and, and, and that's where it gets really tricky voting is – Part of me always wants to vote on almost just that eyeball test, right? And and kind of just go, okay, you know, what do I think? Because certain guys you watch, obviously Ken Griffey Jr., you're like, okay, I don't need to look up all kinds of numbers. This guy's a Hall of Famer. I, you know, I, I know that. But, you know, maybe this is an example of, of overthinking things too much. If, if you fill out your ballot each year, Jody, saying just that, um, I'm only, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to look things up. I'm just going to vote for guys uh, that, uh, boom, I know are Hall of Famers. You know, that'd be fine. I mean, I would understand that. Um, it would be a really small ballot you would have every year. Um, but, you know, it would, it would make sense. Um, but yeah, Roland, he's one of those gray area guys for me. I, I ended up voting for him largely because, as you said, his defense was outstanding. He won eight gold gloves. Um, and, and here's my thing with Roland, and certainly you can argue either way because he's a gray area guy. He's not a slam dunk guy. But I feel like we look at offensive numbers in the Hall of Fame so much, obviously, right? 3,000 hits, 500 homers, whatever it is. I always feel like the defensive guys get slighted. And and for me, I voted for Roland in in, in – almost in defense of the defenders, <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, then I wonder if you voted for Andrew uh, Andrew Jones in center field because he is the best center fielder I ever saw. Not questioned, he definitely is the best center fielder I ever saw. Uh, all right, uh, one last thing uh, before we – oh, wait, A-Rod, i got to ask you about A-Rod. A-Rod in at 40%. The two PED guys, Clements and Bonds, just in. The quasi-PED guy, Ortiz, looks like he's definitely going to get in. A-Rod sitting at 40%. Was it because he actually tested positive and basically admitted to it on the record that he cheated and took it? Why? Because he's just off accomplishment and stats. He's an unquestioned first ballot Hall of Famer. Why is he sitting down there at about 40%? Yeah, I, I think for a couple of reasons, Jody. One, as you said, he not only tested positive once but twice, and, and, and I think that's a strike against him. But also, you also have to remember – that second positive test for A-Rod resulted in he, he was suspended for a full season. He had to sit out a whole 162-game season. Um, I think that, as much as anything, is a huge stain on his record, on his accomplishments. And, you know, you could if you're, if you're sitting here thinking, okay, I have a ballot, who am I going to – how should I handle A-Rod? You could also easily say, you know, he, he – he hurt his teammates. He hurt the Yankees badly with his cheating by getting himself suspended for a True. full season, right? 
Very true, and that's why he's sitting at forty percent. But it is just his first time on the ballot, so we got nine more years to figure out yes, how A Rod yes. plays into all this. Scotty, great stuff. Uh, do me a favor, throw on a sweater. If it's down there in the sixties in San Diego, uh, while I put my earmuffs on. Uh, thank you very much for hopping on with us. I'll get you back on again when we get closer to spring training. Maybe we closer to a CBA. Always a pleasure talking ball with you, brother. Likewise, you as well. And I'll tell you what I will do here in San Diego. It has been chilly enough that I have had to wear socks. (laughs) That's Scott Funny Boy Miller here with us on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) Always good to catch up with Scott. All right, Jody Mack coming back. We'll get the phones restoked. You want to mix in some baseball? We can. I know. Football, football, football. It is the best weekend of football each and every single year. But I thought we'd just uh, go down a slightly different path for a little bit. You make the call, 855-212-4227. MacMan here with you on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.